Now, parenting slot today, Senior Researcher for the New Zealand Council for Educational Research, Muhammad Al-Ansari, joins me now with some new research out today about how most secondary school teachers have changed something about the way they teach because of COVID-19. Interesting stuff. Kia ora. Kia ora. Good to see you. New to you, real person too. It's just <laughs> such an exciting morning for me. Um, well, let's have a look, first of all, at the significance of this research. Just tell us about who's carried it out and why. Cool. So NZCR, New Zealand Council for Educational Research, um, been running national surveys of secondary schools since 2003. And we do them every three years. And the point of it really is to get a sense from the ground, from principals, teachers, parents and whanau, um, and back then as well, trustees, about how are things going for them in response to policy changes and response to provisions and more broadly, what can we learn about what could happen better or differently? How do we strengthen their experiences? And so I am very happy that today we've just released the 2021 report focusing on secondary teachers' perspectives on how things have been going. Um, I just want to send a massive shout out to the 1,093 teachers who did the survey in such a busy time. I really appreciate that. And because of them, we're able to draw a nationally representative picture in terms of decile and broadly representative by area and by region as well. So we were able to carry the views as a result of that. So the report this year focuses on six key areas, um, NCA changes in Mataronga Māori, teaching and learning, student well-being, Māori teachers, specific learners, teachers work more broadly and professional development needs. Um, one I'm not them, seeing the word COVID-19 in, in big letters there, but it was this intrinsically 2021, of course, yep, yep. kind of overarching all of those That's areas. That's it. And yeah. so um, in any of those sections, when we've got open-ended questions, teachers would always say, well, because of COVID or given COVID, you know, and so we've had it throughout. So the main highlight actually is that a lot of teachers have changed the way that they teach or they, the way that they think about teaching and learning because of COVID. 79% of everyone have told us that they've trialled something, they've taken the things that worked and integrated them into their teaching. Looking at some of the comments that they've said, a lot of them have taken on board a lot of the online resources, digital technology. Some of them have have provided much more advice to parents at home about what could be done in the home environment. Teachers have utilised more of those online resources that organises the learning for the kids at home. Um, digital tech was a huge critical factor. Um, even though a lot of teachers already use digital tech, um, 51% of them said because of COVID, they use digital tech way more. However, the same teachers across the board, they were still concerned about whether students access digital tech in the same way that teachers do. Well, that was a big story at the time, wasn't it? Mm. I remember all those big packages being sent out right. to That's homes right. who didn't have um, devices for mm-hmm. the kids to learn. I mean, yep. what, what a year. Yeah, it's, it's actually two things. It's the devices and a stable internet connection yeah, as well, exactly right? right? And yeah. um, for big families, we've been hearing that a um, couple of siblings are trying to take turns on one device only as well. Um, and even though a lot of teachers now use digital tech more, 43% of them say that students don't have adequate digital devices and internet at home still, and 30% don't have the same thing at school. Right, and so the, at school, the, at school really? as well. Yep, there's thirty percent at school and forty three percent at home, and so that kind of that's another conversation for us about how do we provide more support for teachers and how we can help them at a time where this is what they have to deal with. Right, and so that was one of the main highlights and. 
something that came through in this section and across the um, across the whole survey responses is PLD, the need for more support and professional development about how do I utilize digital tech and other stuff to carry out teaching and learning in such an unusual, uncertain time. Um, some kids come in and out of school all of the time. We've got attendance issues. Um, teachers are needing to catch up kids who don't have access to digital tech at home when they get back to school. So they have to do that separately and on top of everything else that they do. And so there have been a lot of concerns that teachers raise about that as well as just student well-being more broadly as well. A lot of teachers have commented that students aren't fully engaged yet. They can tell in, in different ways. Um, they also commented on mental health issues. 82% um, of teachers said that mental health issues among students are occurring more often than two to three years ago. Um, this year as well, 61% said that sometimes or often they experience seriously disruptive student behaviour. Now that's up from 57% in 2018 and up from 48% in 2015. So it's, a, it's an increasing kind of trend that I, I want us to kind of think about what could we do to support kids and teachers um, in that space. And again, support is important. Um, another area where teachers have spoken about support and PLD um, is when it comes to the NCA changes and integrating Mataranga Māori as well. We've got a lot of teachers who told us that they're in the learning stage. 42% of all the teachers said that they're learning about Mataranga Māori and how to incorporate into their teachers. We've got a quarter of the teachers who said that they're already doing that. But across the board, a lot of teachers are saying, we want exemplars, we want to talk to specialist teachers who've done that to tell us how does it look like in different subjects? How might I do that? Because it's a new area for a lot of people. And again, majority of the teacher responders are still in that learning, planning, kind of phase. But a, and a willingness to learn, Absolutely. they just need more support, right? Absolutely. The majority of people are on that learning, planning kind of trajectory, quarter plus 42%, you know, and so that's actually fantastic to see that they're thinking about that and they're wanting more support that is actually very specific. Um, another area where they talked about PLD and support is teaching in ILEs, innovative learning environments. So for example, 45% of the teachers said that they didn't get any useful professional development about ILEs before teaching in them. So they ended up teaching there and then learning as they go. They wanted a different structure where they can work with other teachers first, unpack what it means to teach in an innovative learning environment before getting there. You and never want to be just, you know, millimetres in front of the exactly kids you're teaching. Right. Because they're going to overtake you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Absolutely. It's not very innovative to be behind the times. No. And it's important because two-thirds of the teachers thought that the kids found ILEs overwhelming. And I, support, and I suppose what that means is teachers are saying, tell me how I can mitigate that. Give me the support that I need to make sure my, that my students aren't overwhelmed in that space. Again, it goes back to that whole student well-being as well that I was talking about before. I mean, I, I want to come back to that support for students and teachers then. So for all the information, Mohammed, that you've mm. got through this survey, what I hate that word take away, but you know what I'm saying. What what are some of the, the measures mm. that could usefully, hopefully quickly mm. be brought in mm. to help them out because now we're halfway through 2022 That's and right. we know it's not going to be any better. We no. know if you did that, you know, had the survey results for right now, they're probably going to be worse in many of those key categories, yep. unfortunately. 
Um, I mean, sometimes the trick is just to listen to what the teachers are saying because they're actually giving us the solutions and they've been giving us the same kind of things that they want to see differently in the survey, at least since 2015. Well, that's so, going to wear you down, isn't it? Because you're going to feel like you're not being listened to. And then, of course, you know, yep. the world's gone to hell on a mm-hmm. handcart. So, for example, the top changes that teachers said they want to make to their work, the top four are reducing admin and paperwork, reducing the number of initiatives at one time, more time for teachers to come together, more time to reflect, to plan. Now, those are things that we know make a positive impact on teachers' work. We know that they support their workload. And we know that they support their morale. And so they've been telling us that since 2015. One of the things that they commented on as well about the reducing the number of initiatives at one time is that we want to take things slow in order for us to think about the changes that are happening. I mean, on top of all of this, we've got NCA curriculum refresh and changes to, to, to assessment in upper secondary. And that's simply another thing on top of COVID pressures, on top of managing attendance, a whole lot of other things. So I think the advice here is to just slow down and think of how can we build on the strengths, that what the things that are going right, and slowly build from there. Let's take our time to find solutions um, that actually will get teachers to focus on the heart of what they can do beautifully, teaching and learning. How can we help them manage their time better or get rid of some of the things that actually take them away from what they can do? Because all of this is coming out, of course, and I hate to be so negative, but we know that in terms of you know schools are struggling just to get enough staff. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're taking on relievers <laughs> full-time for, for for as long as it takes to fill the roles. We're going to have a lot of, I, I imagine, quite a few international teachers mm-hmm. coming in. It's always happened. But but then they're further behind the eight ball, of course, because they, they've got to learn about our culture. That's so, right. I mean, how are you feeling, having read this survey and, and talking to people, you know, a year on from it? How are you feeling about the future? Are things getting worse, or are there any bright spots here? Well, tell you what, I am hopeful... Um, because uh, we still know of pockets of teachers and leaders who are doing exceptionally well in COVID times. They've been telling us that they've got a great communication system um, across the school with school communities and parents. They've got a good grip on how things are going. Those are schools that I would think of as resilient in times of disruptions like COVID. Um, They've got good structures in place. Parents are aware of what could happen. Um, And teachers always not only got a plan A, but a plan B and C. So I'm hopeful that we can learn more from those excellent teachers and excellent school models and ask simply the question how we can create more of those practice models, more of those schools, such that those who have typically struggled or have struggled because of COVID will no longer have to if we go down to another lockdown or any kind of other disruption, really. It shouldn't just be about COVID. We should have school structures that are resilient against changes because disruptions have happen all the time. Um, as soon as a couple of your staff are down with any illness or unwell or students as well, it changes how we think of teaching and learning. And so I'm hopeful that we can learn more about what works. And I think if we just look to existing um, schools and teachers where things have gone really well in between 2020 and 22, we can learn far more to support others who have told us that they struggled and they wanted that more support. I mean, teachers are telling us that they want more non-contact time to work with other teachers, and I think it's mainly to unpack things like that. How do things work for you in your school? What can I take from that into my school and into my classroom teaching for my subject at a secondary level? And so I think We'd be really good to open up these conversations where schools work together and learn from each other for future proofing. 
the implications, we've been obviously focusing on um, teachers with this survey, but what about for the students, Mohammed? Uh, we've touched on student wellbeing, seriously disruptive student behaviour. We know truancy has long been an issue and is probably worse now than it's ever been before. So if we don't take action on the sorts of measures you've been talking about, and that includes digital technology, mm-hmm. what are the implications for our kids? Um, not necessarily good. That's why I'm saying we need to, to figure out better ways to support them. I mean, we're noticing heightened levels of anxiety and uncertainty that kids keep telling their schools about. We see it in our wellbeing and school survey reports as well. I mean, anxiety is is become almost a plague, hasn't it, in yep. many schools? Let's be honest. And the situation is as bad now as it's ever been in mm-hmm. many ways. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, it, it goes back to having that conversation, how we can mitigate that. It could be working closely with the kids about what would work best for them in situations there like we go. that. Involving yeah. them in conversations like this, you know, and not just leaving them in the dark. Um, I think schools where things have gone really well, they've even had student champions during COVID times where they worked together to support one another, right? But again, it's a, it's a matter of reaching out and finding those successful experiences um, that we have across the country. Let's shed the light on those and let's say, right, what can we learn from that and what can we take in different school settings um yeah i love that idea of, of bringing the, the students in as well right because yeah. you know so impressive and they're and they're living it conversation it's a great thing thank you very mm. much talking to senior researcher from the new zealand council for educational research mohammed al-ansari